It's episode 186 of Crack the Customer Code. And you better get ready. Because we're going to need a bigger boat. Hey, Adam, what's up? What is up? (laughs) What is not up? That's my question. Boy, are you... uh... Are you getting zen on me now? <laughs> What's up is down. <laughs> Dogs and cats living together. What is the sound of one hand clapping? <laughs> I think we know that sound all too well. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Our audience claps with two hands. <laughs> so we are talking about all sorts of things today with our guest, but specifically around culture and values. We had a lot of kind of great discussion points around that with our guest, Bobby Albert, today. Absolutely. And, you know, I think this conversation helps underline how important culture is and some ways you can really make sure that you're creating the right culture. And he really has a long history of building those values-driven companies, including moving and storing organizations, which You know, when I think of those, I don't necessarily think about values-driven culture, but he really spent time building organizations that were very focused on that, and he has a lot of great insights for us. So I think we should just get to it. What do you think? Sounds good. All right. Well, Bobby Albert, who led a small local family business to a nationally recognized leader in its industry, explains how it happened in Principled Profit, Outward Success as an Inside Job. In this inaugural book, an in-demand speaker consultant pinpoints specific principles that in practice can supercharge any enterprise. The book hits the shelves in 2017, but Bobby is here today to explain how he went from a humble start to good to great in his business and how any leader can leverage the same principles and practices in his or her own organization. Bobby, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great, Adam, and uh, appreciate uh, being with y'all today. Well, we appreciate you being with us too. So thanks for making the time for us. Um, and you have a new book coming out, which we're really excited about. Da, it's da, called da, da. Principled. <laughs> yeah, da, 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 da. <laughs> um, Principled Profits in the spring of 2017. And what what really struck me was the subtitle because it says outward success is an inside job. And I love that. But I'm wondering, can you tell us a little bit more about that and what that really represents? Well, I'd, I'd love to. And and. Uh, on the outside, uh, the outside, uh, the outward success really kind of deals with uh, our company for many years before I sold it in 2011 is that uh, had to deal with the purpose of our company that we had for many years, uh, which is why we exist. And it, uh, our purpose statement was customers for life. And we also had in our company for many, many years uh, what we call our super objectives. And super objectives uh, to us is what do we want to accomplish at the end of the day? And uh, to keep it simple, I I do a lot of bicycling. And uh, when I brought these to our leadership team, Someone turned to someone else and say, Bobby has been bicycling again, because that's my, my, <laughs> my, my thinking chair. So, uh, but, but the two super objectives is to delight the customer. Uh, and the second one is 
increase operating profits. And now to delight the customer to us is more than just satisfying the customer. It's something greater than just satisfying them. Uh, so when we turn toward the inside job, this is really dealing with the kind of culture that developed in our company over the years. That's great. And you know, what's interesting to me, because it is uh, such an area of focus, and I think people that do what Jeannie and I do is, they don't always talk about profit and how important that is. It's great mm-hmm. to talk about all the things you can do for customers and ignore that they cost some money and you have to look <laughs> at them as an investment and it takes time and that profit's important too because uh, profit does a really important thing for customers, which is keeps your business open. So I like that that <laughs> is uh, a focus. You know, I like that you pair that. Uh, and right at the end of what you were saying, you mentioned culture, and I know that's a big focus. So talk to us a little, you know, we talk a lot about culture on this show. What do you, how do you view culture yourself? Well, you know, that's a, it's a tough question as to what is culture, because I get asked that often. Mm-hmm. And the best way I can describe it, it, it's, it's really more like, like the wind. You know, have you ever seen the wind? No. None of us have ever seen the wind, but we see the effects of the wind. You know, I'm, I'm looking out my window right now and I see the tree, the leaves on the tree, uh, trees moving. I can see the shrubs moving because, you know, we live in Texas and there's a lot of wind here. So culture is more to deal with the effects. We, it's hard to define. It's hard to see, but it's the effect. Uh, the best definition I, I've ever come across is from the Employers Relocation Council. And, and what it says is that culture is the character and personality of an organization. And it goes on to say is that it's the sum of the core values, beliefs, traditions, underlying assumptions, attitudes, and behaviors uh, shared by a group of people. Now, just to give you a kind of an example of culture, uh, we had in in our company uh, a button icon, which we call the Triple E. And what it stood for is uh, to give a customer an experience that exceeds their expectations. And what we we shut down our company when we introduce uh, and reintroduce these button icons over the many years going back to 1992 is that in this particular case, we'd shut down the company for a half a day, and that's what we would spend um, time focusing on. And in this particular case, we were trying to help our people better understand it's more than the what. It is as much to deal with the how. And to us, the what's are the products and services that we're delivering you know, to the customer. But how... It's how our customers are experiencing these products and services was the main point that we were trying uh, to get to. This is an example of the culture that we had in our in our company. So one of the yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Well, on on this is just an example of the flavor of our culture. Uh, when we had this day of the Triple E experience, I had one of uh, the, a lady that to come to the front of the room. And, of course, uh, uh, she's the one that kept the property clean. And 
uh, what was fascinating about her being a great example of giving customers a triple E experience is that when customers would come into our place of business and suppliers would come in, employees coming and going, if she happens to be near the property or out outside in the parking area to clean up some things, she always had a beautiful smile and she always was very kind to people. When someone asks a question, she would take them to, you know, where they need to get help. But the fascinating point, this is a lady that uh, was spent a lot of money already to obtain her citizenship. She had a broken English. She was a single mom with three young children at home, one son that was out of high school. And she was probably the lowest paid person in our company. But I brought her forward and I shared with our group of people is this is the example of how our customers, suppliers, employees are experiencing uh, our company when they come in. And our people stood up to give her a standing ovation. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it it gives me chills right now to even think about it. Mm -hmm. That's great. That's so great. Um, And, you know, you're talking about a company that you built uh, over several years, and it was basically a moving company and storage, right? Yes. Um, And so anybody who's moved knows that there are a zillion things that can go wrong. <laughs> there are right. so many details. They can drop a box and break your favorite lamp or whatever. And I'm bringing that up because that actually happened to me. But uh, <laughs> that, um, and so in that line of business, there is a lot of uh, dissatisfaction. And sometimes there are things that can happen that that sour the experience, no matter what you're trying to do, it just happens. So I'm just curious, you talk about, you know, creating delight and exceeding expectations. What are some of the ways that you did that in that business when things did go wrong? Well, you know, that's a very good question. I get asked that often because you're exactly right. Our industry is not that well known for giving a customer a triple E experience. It, it, you know, we make mistakes, even when we do, if we break grandma's antique chair, mm-hmm. or if we break something, or if we lose a, a carton or something like that, even though those things happen, or we even deliver your household goods uh, a day late that was not scheduled mm-hmm. uh, to be that way, those things happen. <clears throat> the, But it's how we deal with the circumstances with the customer is the key, even though they're, the customers are unhappy. And what we get, because we measure on the lighting customers, we, all, we measure uh, through customer satisfaction surveys. And we even, when we have to deal with cargo claims with a customer, we also get a a satisfaction survey that we send to them because we really focus on not the what's that we did for them, but how did they experience even in an unhappy, uh, dissatisfied, you know, situation. Well, one time, one of the moves that I made, I was actually living with a roommate and in Minnesota and my company moved me from Minnesota to Nevada. 
And so I took off in my car and the movers were arriving that day and they took all of the furniture. (laughs) So my poor roommate came home to a completely empty apartment instead of just taking the stuff that we had marked. (laughs) So they had to track down the truck and turn it around and it was late and everything. And it's just like one of those things where you think you've crossed all the T's and dotted all the I's, but if they were told, you know, this is what you're doing without the context of, you know, only the pieces marked are going, uh, there's just, there are so many things that can go wrong. So it just, I had to wait a little longer for my stuff because I said, yes, turn the truck around. <laughs> like We can't do that to my friend. So, <laughs> Well, there's a good example of uh, things that can happen and they do. Yep. They sure do. No matter what. So you're t- uh, circling back to the culture concept, you know, because one of the things with your industry, the moving industry is it has a lot of unskilled labor in it. How does that translate in uh, with culture? In other words, is it a different approach you take sort of with the movers than you do? Obviously, culture is all one big thing, but how you communicate culture can be different uh, with the movers. And I don't know if you have warehouse people than you do with maybe the office staff. How do you look at that and how do you approach it with your different groups? Yes, uh, we didn't. It, this sounds, even though there's so much emphasis in my book and also when I've talked to people about culture, we we actually didn't talk much about culture in our company. And uh, the reason being is to me, uh, being the leader of the organization is culture to me is the fruit and not the goal. And you find today uh, I find people speaking, writing about it, uh, uh, talking about it at a level that culture is, you know, the goal. In other words, bring right. in ping pong tables <laughs> into the break room, give all the food that you want, you know, all the you want to beverage you want to drink. And it's driven because the leader says, I want my people to be happy, to be productive. And so, so it, it's sort of the f- focus on the trappings of culture, not the being culture. right? It, that- it, that's right. And so if I can use maybe an example of a, a tree illustration, uh, if you can think of a tree that has fruit in it and things like that, if you, you know, the farmer uh, plants the tree, he, he waters it, he's growing it, he cultivates it, he prunes, you know, the the tree and the fruit is the is the result of his hard labor. He didn't produce the fruit. The tree did. And so the the culture is more of doing some very foundational things. The fruit of the culture is very foundational things. Let's take like the roots being four values, purpose, vision. And the trunk and the branches are more of the leadership style. And if those are working properly, it will produce the kind of fruit that you want to have. And it goes back to, you know, the moving service is uh, we weren't perfect, but how we dealt with the imperfection was the key of getting customers that kept coming back to us or referred to us. And it's not only uh, dealing with customers so much, 
But even our suppliers and even how we dealt with employees uh, on an internal basis uh, had a lot to do with uh, the culture. Well, that's great. And, you know, it's one of the reasons I asked the question when people talk about culture, they do. You, you hit on the exact point that I was sort of getting at by asking the question, which is they talk about the trappings and the ping pong tables, as you pointed out. And it's more of a way of being, right? It's a way of, uh, it's just who you are and teaching customer centricity. And one of the things I got out of this episode, Bobby, which was fantastic. I love all your metaphors for culture, like the tree and the wind. Mm-hmm. The wind is great. That's a great metaphor for culture because, yeah, you can't see culture, but you can see if your uh, employees on Facebook instead of uh, working with a customer, right? So you can see right. the results of the wind or the results of your culture. So, I mean, we've got some great lessons here, some great learnings. Really appreciate your time. So tell us a little bit about if uh, listeners want to find out more about you and your book, where can they do so? Okay. Well, thank you very much. Uh, uh, if I could encourage people to go to my website, it's uh, simply bobbyalbert.com. It's B-O-B-B-Y. Uh, A-L-B-E-R-T.com, and they can download free a workplace culture scorecard uh, they, they, they can use. Uh, if, you know, in a few months, I'll be releasing a, a new blog series on uh, just what I mentioned earlier about uh, the triple E uh, experience that customers receive. Uh, and then here soon, uh, there'll be uh, the capability of People could uh, make pre-orders uh, to the to the book that will be released. Principal profits, uh, outward success is an inside job. So thank you for allowing me to share that. Well, thanks so much for being here, Bobby. We got a lot out of this, and I agree. You have some fantastic metaphors, so it's fun to hear. So thank you so much. Thanks, Bobby. We appreciate it. Right. Take care. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Crack the Customer Code, a proud member of the C-Suite Radio family. If you like C-Suite Radio, then check out C-Suite TV and watch in-depth interviews with business content for C-Suite leaders and entrepreneurs. And it's all on demand. Get insider secrets by going to csuitetv.com. We really appreciate you spending your valuable time with us. I'm Jeannie Walters, and you can learn more about me and our customer experience investigation consulting at 360connects.com. And I'm Adam Taborik, and you can learn more about me and our customer service workshops and training at customersatstick.com. Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.